sometimes we have problems, we go with these, we kind of stress out on them. Thank you for that. Who said uh huh? Who said that? Thank you. The rest of you, are you here? You with me? Amen. I don't think nobody is more tired than I am, so don't, don't do me like that. We just dismiss and go get some sleep. You don't think I'm but I'm, I'm, I had a day. The scripture says is, how many of you know this scripture before you start walking with God? They that will live godly. salvation with religion because religion is more acceptable to the flesh we can get away with things we can do things uh, God is the one who's going to judge us and, and so we struggle and we know it's right to live for God and yet there are times it seems like God is hard on us Psalms 1, I think it's 109. We're going to have this kind of general synopsis, and then we're going to go to some more scriptures where the psalmist writes of his difficulties. I think that's the problem in the service. It's not a problem serving God, but it's when we run up against circumstances. Um, we don't do well in tests and trials, do we? You know? But you are tired? You said sometimes we don't? Say it again. That's right. But we strive to do good all the time, right? So, so how can we accomplish it? How can we achieve that? If I want to do good, I ought to be able to do good. You ever thought about that? I hate failing things, not accomplishing, not achieving things. There's something about when we go through these tests and trials and temptations and struggles that we go through, God knows what we're going to go through and God allows us to go through. There's, a script, there's two scriptures I want to draw our attention to. The first one, the, well, actually the first one is in Second. Timothy, the second chapter, and 
And the second scripture is Psalms 109. Now, I'm going to ask a question. How old were some of you when you received the Holy Ghost? Uh, Preteens, all those who received the Holy Ghost, preteens, who received your hands? Good. Um, he was 12 when you received the Holy Ghost. Story? expect to have tests and trials. You know, they were so young. I don't know if you really remember your test or your trial, what you was going through. It had to be in elementary and something that was maybe insignificant because you were so young. So it wasn't something big, is that right? Hmm? Yours was big. All right, we won't go into it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ask you what was it, you know. Um, but that's amazing how you can be that young and remember a test or a trial when you was going through what you was going through. Did you know that you was in a test, Sister Bertha? Did you know it was a test? You didn't know? All right. Sister Lorraine? You didn't know either? Sister Joy? 
You didn't know that you were in a test and a trial, but you know you were struggling and things were different and you didn't expect to go through whatever you was going through. Why? Because you had the Holy Ghost, is that right? You had the Holy Ghost, so you're not supposed to be going through whatever you was going through. Is that what I'm saying? Is that, is that correct? You, you were that young, but you understood. I'm not supposed to be, and nobody told you that, but whatever it was, you knew. I'm not supposed to be going through this, and you was going through this. Do you ever stop and think why you was going through what you was going through since the birth of At that age, I guess it didn't, you didn't know why. I, I'm getting to a point here, all right? Sister Lorraine? sound like people today. I mean, the Lord was supposed so it wasn't God's fault though, right? But God was supposed to deliver you. So God was supposed to deliver you. So obviously he didn't deliver you right then. So he allowed you to go through something and you came out. Do you remember when you came out? All right. And you were how old? Nine years old. And you remember that? The scripture tells us, they that will live godly shall what? Suffer. It's almost, um, if you read that and understand that, um, that's almost, if you don't allow the Lord to help you, it's like, it's an eternal. I don't, I don't want to live godly because I don't want to suffer persecution, so... Maybe I just won't walk with God. That's what Satan wants you to think. You know, I want the easy way out. Uh, when you walk with God, there is no easy way out. We go through things. God teaches how to suffer, how to overcome things. There are things that we're doing. When I would do good, evil was present. I, I have a desire to do good. But watch this. The counterpart of doing good is evil. And so we have a tendency... We want to do good, but we don't want to suffer the evil. And so many times, you know, we we don't walk as close to God because we don't want to cause any suffering and any pain. We don't want to go through anything. They that will live godly shall suffer. Isn't that something? I'm living godly, but I'm suffering, going through something. Now, the scripture tells us in... I think it's Second Timothy, the third chapter, I think. Could be third chapter. Now, I got a little thing up here, so yeah, all the will And it's not cooperating. All right, it's Second Timothy 3 and 12. We'll, we'll go there, and then we'll come back to Psalms 109. Because in, in this life, you're going to go through something. You can't get around it. Um, you just go through things. And do you know why we experience tests, trials, and temptations, and struggles, and hardships, and trials, and all those things? Do you know why we go through these things? Anybody? Yes, sir. I remember I was 18. When I was saved. But before he saved me, I was counting up the 
So you got salvation on the church bus or when you got to church? same thing 
the same textbook, but for some students uh, get better grades than other students. They what? That's exactly right. Study to show thyself approval work not by the value of truth, do not be ashamed. And so we, me, I, I think our problem today is, it's almost like, if you ride on a roller coaster, the first time you ride on it, you feel all the butterflies and all this, you know, and it's frightening and scary and everything. But the more you ride on the roller coaster, you, you lose the thrill. That, that's why Satan keeps changing up things the things that we're going through because he doesn't want to lose the thrill. It, it's hard for us to realize uh, the coming of the Lord. And we go through things, we experience things, and there's sometimes, I guess to the baby, it's very frightening because sometimes, I notice with my children, they would pull up on things and I'll call it a little Frankenstein walk. They act like they don't keep bending their knees. But there they are, and then they, they balance them themselves, so we got to put the moms out there. And, and you want the baby to walk, but to the baby, that's very frightening. Just standing there, and you want me to walk. There are things that we go through that are very frightening. And then God's always there to help us. The scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Do you have that? Would you please? I don't want to go all the way back to that. Let me get something. Hold on. Wait, wait for me. Sometimes the tests are more difficult. The, the more stubborn we are, and when we're not prepared, the test is really difficult, just like in, in school. If you haven't studied, then the test seems hard. You know why? We haven't studied. We haven't prepared for the test. But if the teacher tells you to study on chapter 3 and 4 and 5 or whatever, and if we study that, when the test comes, we do pretty good most of the time. People that do not study and read up on what they are going to be tested about usually fail or flunk. And, and that's our problem in the scripture. God basically spells things out to us where we can pass our test. And we, we, don't, we don't do that. We, we just want God to do everything. Read, read the Bible and tell us what the, the quiz is and tell us about the test and if we flunk past us, because we're becoming more and more lazy and lazy and lazy. We don't want to study. That day will not come except, uh, uh, what, what's that? Thank you. Somebody's falling away. Why? And God's your leader. Why are we falling away? Because in my case, the more you walk with God, there's some people that you can't tell them nothing. 
you cannot tell them. They think they know, and then, you know, at my age, uh, I stopped wasting time on hard-headed people. I, I'm serious. You know, you just keep on telling them the same thing, they keep doing the same thing. Some people like to always be in trouble and explain to me and do this, and you know you're doing something contrary. You know that, but that's how you get attention. And so I don't waste my time. You know, if you want to learn, I'll help you. I'll take my time. I'll make time for you. But, but if you don't, I'll go to the next person. Because this is very important. You lose your soul, you lose everything. You'll think about that. If you lose your soul, and you lose everything, and you lose everything eternally, you are in a situation that you are lost forever. There is no repentance in hell. You know the man when he asked, yeah, amen, seeing Lazarus that he made the other tip of his finger in the water to cool my tongue. Um, how many remember when Jesus answered that prayer and sent all those individuals to help out the man? Anybody remember that scripture when the book it was in? Everybody looking at me like shaking their head like passing you off. You're right. Can you, can you, do you ever stop and think, God, I wish I could reverse this. Once you go to hell, there's no reverse. There's no getting out. So we have to get this thing together right now. I, I don't care how difficult it is, how hard it is. We have to, and then our stubbornness hinder us, which is our soul, from getting right with God. Uh, serving God means sometimes it's very difficult not serving God but doing the right thing. You know, because when you stop and you think about it in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, that's, that's, that's faster than we can know. We, we have not experienced anything in this life that's quicker than a moment in a twinkling of an eye. That's fast. Yeah. That we, we're going to change mortal into immortality, this corruption in corruptible, and there is no repentance after that. So I, I feel like that's why God is, the scripture God is long-suffering. And there are things that are constantly working against us every day. Do you know why we go through things every day? Your tests and trials every day? You want to you raise your hand, but you're unsure. You want to think about it? Think you got it? But tell us. Stop it. I'm going to have to correct you. God doesn't try. I speak loud enough so we can hear you. I know it's profound. He doesn't try to correct. He does it to get my attention back on him. To me, to focus what's really important instead of things that I'm constantly focusing on, which might be like my job or things I'm trying to pursue. He gets me to focus that my focus should be on him because it's being my desire to put my focus on him. I don't know if you heard you, but um, I tell myself, I got to make it. Amen. I, I have to. There, there's no second chance. I, 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 this is it. Stop and think about it. This is it. Sometimes in school, you can take a test, you can take a quiz. If you don't do well, some teacher will allow you to take another test, another quiz, or whatever, or study again, another test. But what we're going through, 
is what we're going through and what we're going through is is real and you can lose your soul and what that means is you can be lost eternally. And God's given us every chance and opportunity and as a pastor I talk, I take my time, I deal with people, I get involved. It's a fight. I have fights within myself. I struggle as a man. I struggle with his flesh. Paul said it like this. He said, because of his own self, he said, uh, I died of something. You know the scripture, huh? So what does he mean by this, Sister Bertha? I die daily. Every day we have to keep fighting to do the right thing, to seek God, to, to try to do what he wants us to do. And it's a, we can't slack off at all. If we do, we're going to go off somewhere. She said, we're going to go off somewhere. Sister Deborah, would you agree with her? Basically, yes. Basically? All right, because walking with God is not difficult. My yoke is easy. But we do have difficulty walking with God, right? But you just said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So why do we have problems walking with God? Sister Nettie? When we have a different agenda, when there's something else that we want to do, then it, it, in my instance, sometimes it doesn't necessarily line up with what God wants me to do. So that's when I have difficulty walking with God. You know what I mean? You want to walk with God, but walk with God your way. So, at, at times, yes, sir. All right. At times. All right. Somebody will be here. I'm just, I, kinda, I agree with you. I was going to say self-will. My own will, my own desire. And we know that about ourselves, don't we? And we don't want nobody to tell us about ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? Well, I know I do because I'm in leadership. People don't, don't tell me about me. They know they're wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. any, any time over 40 years, you, you talk to people. It's the same thing. There's some people are determined I'm not wrong. They know they're wrong, but I don't want to admit it. And then the first time someone says, why do you tell me? So I have told you before, so I'm not going to keep running behind you. Some people want you to just run behind them and tell them the same thing. Um, I don't make any time for that crazy. I'll, I'll do everything I can. You all know that. But then sometimes we're so set in our way we won't change. God's not going to make you change the way you are. Right. Did y'all hear that? God doesn't run after us and force us. First of all, we already know when we're right or wrong. First of all, your conscience is telling you about you. You know you're wrong. Put your hand up. Do you realize when you're wrong? I'm just in this section over here. Do you realize it, that you're wrong? What about this section? You said sometimes? All right, but that's true, sometimes. But then I think when it is pointed out, especially coming from the scripture, for some reason we don't want to admit that we're wrong. Especially if, if God tells you that you're wrong, why are we like that? Brother Chuck? I don't always know when I'm wrong. You don't what? I don't always know when I'm wrong. You said you don't know when you're wrong? Not always. That's why I got to know again. That's why you come to church. That's why I come to church. Right. And you read your Bible, and, and a lot of times you think we're doing pretty good, and you know a scripture come up and you think, I need to get together on that. And then here's another thing. Why are we, or why do we get upset? I'm going to finish this before I quote the scripture. Why do we get upset when someone corrects us and shows us when we're wrong? 
Brother Brian. He said, I didn't raise my hand. <laughs> but he knows. Very knowledgeable young man. The scripture tells us every man is right in his own eyes. And I think if somebody else is telling you about yourself, I mean, the, the first thing that a person has to do in order to get better, you have to realize that you have a problem. Because if you don't think you're wrong, you're not going to work on fixing it. Right. So, but if somebody comes along and tells me something that I think I'm doing the right thing, a lot of times pride gets in the way. <clears throat> and pride will tell me, you're just saying that because this or I'm right. But when we are truly honest with ourselves, and if we look at ourselves from another person's perspective, it's a whole different life than what I see within myself. So we really don't want to be helped in. It depends. We want to get help. Like if I know that I'm wrong, okay, help me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm failing in this area. I need your help. But if I don't think I'm wrong, then I don't think I need help with anything. And I think when, but to me it takes, it takes a, that relationship with God, the closer that you get with God, the more that you realize your faults. And until, you know, but if, if my focus is the carnal, then I'm putting myself up against my own personal mirror, which I always look good in my own mirror, but when God shines a different light on you, it casts a whole different image then when you're looking. I, I think you, you're right. I, I think we want, um, there's a scripture. Yeah, there's a scripture. He that judges himself. Huh? Mr. Mr. He that judges himself by himself is not wise. Because we're going to always give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Because really, we don't think we're wrong. Is that right? We're pretty good, aren't we? We don't make mistakes and all this and the other. We, we feel like we're all right. Is that true? It depends. It, again, it depends on what light you shine on yourself. <laughs> if, if How I'm, many if, lights do we have? If, <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's only one right light. But it just depends on if I want to be honest with myself and I go down in prayer, it's like, Lord, show me me. That's not an easy thing to do, but you have to be ready to accept what God shows you. But, but, but it is actually, I, I know what you meant by that. It is actually easy to do. But a lot of times, we don't like for people to tell us when we're wrong. But that's helping you. I, I don't understand the mentality. Now, I'm human like everybody else. And I understand the struggles. I understand the failures. I understand the faults and everything. I'm not sitting up here talking about I'm holding them down, this and the other. I understand failure and disappointment. And I understand that. But there are times God has sent a word, and either we can accept it or reject it. True. You know, not to think more highly of himself than he ought. We have a tendency to do that. I'm, I've heard people say, I'm not that bad. You're not telling me you're not that good either. Right. Right. Yeah. Brandon, you had your hand up. I was uh, going along with what he was saying. Uh, there's a scripture that says, uh, to mark the perfect man. And sometimes, and that, that's, that means to like pattern yourself after Jesus, who was the perfect man. And I think sometimes we measure ourselves up against one another and say, oh, well, I'm not as bad as such and such because they do this or 
do that, but we're not actually patterning ourselves after exactly that, right. perf that perfect man. You're exactly right. Uh, Sister Joyce? Um, I, I really agree with what everybody is saying. And sometimes I think, at least with myself, I'll talk about myself, sometimes I feel like, yes, I want to be right and I want to be right, um, but then I want you to agree with me. <laughs> uh, I want you to agree with what I'm saying, even though I know there's something that's not white. Right about what I want to do. It happened today with me and my husband. I wanted him to agree with one, something I wanted to do. And by text number two, when he was holding his ground, I was so mad. I typed out my this long paragraph, but I wanted to be right. So I just delete, 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 You know, and I didn't even send it to him because I'm like, just listen. You know, but it took a minute. It took two or three texts going back and forth before I finally then conceded, I think we have to let ourselves, we want to be right, but then you have to make yourself be right. You have to listen to the spirit. You cannot because, let be greater. Because you knew he was telling you the truth. He was telling me the truth, but I didn't want him that. I want him to do what I wanted to do. Thank you. you know what, I appreciate you, Joy, for being honest. So many, and people can't do that. They always want to be right. It's always about them. Uh, I deal with a whole lot of couples and people and you hear all this foolishness. Uh, don't ever get married. If you're if you stuck on yourself, don't marry nobody. Don't mess their life up. Wow. I'm serious. Yeah, I said it. Tell the truth, Bishop. I know I'm telling the truth. I deal with a bunch of craziness all the time. How you want to get in a marriage and you write all the time? And always want to straighten. But nobody can straighten you out. And it's, it's not to hurt you or harm you, but you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Uh, Elder White? Uh, going back to what Brian was saying, and I could take it from a natural aspect of what Joyce was saying. You know, sometimes when I'm getting ready for whatever engagement or church or whatever, I'll put on something, and to me it looks okay. And I'll ask her, well, what does she think about it? Now, who's her? I'll that ask Renee, what does she think about it? I would ask her what she thinks about what I have on. And she'll say, well, that doesn't look right. That doesn't match. But in my mind, it matches. So what I'll do, I'll go and change. So the same thing is about God. We'll ask God, okay, what do I have to do? How does this look? Is this, is this okay, Lord? You said, I want to be saved, Lord, but you go to God with this on, and he tells you, that doesn't look good. When you asked him, what he thought about it, and he's telling you what he's thinking. So, in order to please him, you have to do what I did for her. No change. <laughs> Thank you, Elder White. Sister Michelle? I love what Elder White had to say. Um, but sometimes, instead of me just going and change in his scenario, I can ask my husband or somebody, what do they think, and when they don't agree with me, going back to what my sister said, mm -hmm. then I can instead get offended and tell them why what I have on does match, because I want to wear it. Well, then what did you ask the person for? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I just ask, sometimes we just ask so people can agree with us, but God was dealing with me about a scripture about a month or two ago. 
Uh, reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. And so even though it might take a minute to transition to the wise mode, if we're wise, we want to be corrected because we want to be right and we want to be pleasing to God, but that is not agreeable to the flesh. You know, so then we have to fight through that fleshly reaction and and love, so oftentimes even with you, Bishop, when you're up, it's like, I know what you're saying is of God, you know, and so I have to accept that you're shining a light in my life, and if I'm wise, I'm going to love you for it. I'm going to love God for right. it. And we're just making a decision, am I going to have contempt, or am I going to love, or am I going to be wise? Your, your husband's going to give you an offer and you want to say <laughs> Girl, you're preaching already. That's it's good. True. You know, God is so good. That's just true. We're not honest with ourselves. Paul said like this, have I become your enemy because I lied to you? Huh? I'm telling you the truth and you upset with me? I, I, I stay in trouble. I stay, you, you can tell, and, they, and people know they lying and false and all this, but don't tell me the truth. The, the, the scripture says, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Some people get upset with you and they know you tell them the truth. Brother Bell, you had your hand up. I was gonna say for me, there's there's been two reasons, maybe three, that I did not want to be corrected. One is I found myself in situations I put myself in, you know, practicing sin, and I just wasn't ready to be exposed and get exposed, you know. That's one reason. Another reason is... Thank you for um, your honesty, first of all. It's, just, it's like you ain't ready to get exposed yet, and then somebody exposes you, and, you know, so... And another reason is um, I just uh, feel like sometimes when you just don't realize you're wrong, I mean, you think you're doing everything right, and then somebody corrects you, and you'd be like, oh, Doing all right, what you you know, I'm in my business for you worry about yourself type deal, you know what I mean? So right. you get upset with that, you know, thinking you're doing all right, but you're really not. It's just it just comes down to Michelle's. I hope I'm not making this change, you know. Yeah, but I hope I'm not. I think I've heard this before, but you know, sometimes and you know we do do that. We will make up our own scriptures. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we you know not in the It's in the DC. Where is it? Uh, it's in there somewhere. I think it was Paul. Have I become your enemy? Because what? I'm telling you the truth, but you treat me like an enemy? Somewhere along the line, we, got, we need to start growing up as the people of God. There is no growth, especially if you have the Holy Ghost, the power of God, and, and someone loves you enough to tell you the truth. Why are you upset with that person? And then I, I feel... When people say this, but you don't say this, why do you tell me? Why? Because I know you're going to get upset. We're not, we're not easy to get along with. Most of us think we're all right. Amen. You know why I say that? Because right now, let me see the hands of those that, raise your hands, seriously, that are saved. Look, you're saying Who say? Hands all up. Like, <laughs> you, you people are saying, oh, 
Lord, 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 Lord is good. So I talk to y'all all the time. Lord, have mercy. You know, they that will live godly shall. Isn't that something? You live in godly, Sister Rashida, but you're suffering persecution. You have a comment? Yes, ma'am. When that scripture was on the screen about they that live godly shall suffer persecution, suffering produces something. Mm -hmm. And the very thing that none of us, none of us want to suffer. I know I don't like to suffer. There have been times, respectfully, I said, Lord, I've gone through enough. And the very thing that we don't want to do that is the very thing that is going to get us into heaven. We don't want to suffer. I don't want to go through that. Lord, Lord, like you know, like he said, is there another way? Let this cup pass. I don't want to drink what's in that cup. And, and then I thought about the scripture in Acts 14 and 22, and it says, through much tribulation shall you enter into the kingdom. I don't want to go through much tribulation, but that is the thing that's going to get me into heaven. But that's the thing we don't want to do. We don't want to suffer. So if I, if I don't want to suffer, I don't want to go to heaven. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm your enemy and I told you the truth? Then you're enemies of either enemy of the cross. Some people will get so upset with you because you said something to correct them to help them eternally. And you upset. Jesus said that have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm your you see me as an enemy? I've experienced that. People would get upset with me, but you know what? I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging. But uh, I don't allow people to get to me. If you want to hear the truth, I'll tell you. If you don't, that's your loss. Next. You know, a lot of times people want you to just keep running behind. I don't run behind people, I don't chase people. Because most of the time, they know they're wrong. But yet they want you to chase them all over the place. I don't chase, I don't run, I don't do that. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Have I become your truth because I uh, tell you? Have I become your enemy because I tell? Uh, what's the rest of that scripture? Thank you. I'm telling you the truth and, and I'm your enemy? Saints. There's something wrong with us. I'm serious. That's why y'all so quiet right now. Because when you bring all these scriptures together, the problem is with us. We don't want nobody to tell us. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm telling you the truth? And you're upset with me? Something is wrong with us. And then we have the nerve to think we're going to heaven. I want to know. Help me. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I want to get it right. I don't want to hear, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Think about it. Start putting the scriptures together. After going through all, you're going through enough as it is. And somebody is bold enough to tell you the truth to try to save and help your soul. And you get mad at the one who's helping you? Come on, church. Something is wrong with us. It's, it's a mentality. No, it's too much flesh. You're walking after flesh. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? People get upset with you and they know you tell them the truth. Point them to the Bible and they I see, yeah, I see that, but no, I'm, I'm not ready to accept that. But in their mind, I'm going to heaven. No, you're not. 
God's given us an opportunity to get right, including me. Do I fight? Do I struggle? Yes, I struggle like everybody else. I believe my struggle is, is more than anybody else's. I go through things. But there, 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 there's a growth period. And I thank God for the times that God has given us to grow up. And here's another word. Um, over, 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 Children know they're wrong. They know they're sneaky. You ever seen your children do things and then they hear you and they... <laughs> lying at two years old. But it's in them. And we grow up with that attitude. This thing is going to happen. Yes, sir. It's going to happen so fast. You won't be able to say, I repent, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and all this. Just, just live before God. We go through things, we experience things. I don't, I don't know what the attitude is about. And you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. Always angry at something. The Bible said, anger rests in the uh, bosom of a. Oh, I'm so proud of this country. You all know those scriptures? So that means if you angry, I know things they cite, you know, we get upset at times. But but anger is a consistent anger all the time. Just bad all the time. Anger. Or so are just fussing all the time. Something is wrong. That's right, Bishop. All the time. Somebody asked me, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I said, I'm just getting away from you. You know how to speak my mind. Don't ask me if you don't want to know. I said, you fuss all the time. I said, do you realize how much you fuss? And have nerves for me. I'm in church. That's your problem. You're in church. And church is not in you. I want to be able to hear, come my people. Watch this. That's going to be in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. I don't know how fast that is. But that's, I heard that. He said, that's fast. Quicker than you can blink your eye, you've gone to mortal, to immortality. Corruption to incorruption. Just say quick. I got to be ready and right when he comes. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Please listen to me. We gotta work on our attitudes. First of all, watch this. Tell the truth. I, I'm not gonna ask you why you raise your hand. How many of us know when we're wrong? Thank you for your understanding. And when someone says, even if you get it from the poor pit, we get upset. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? That's Bible. Paul said, have, 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 have I become, am I your enemy? You see me as an enemy? Why? You told me the truth. So you would rather for someone to lie to you? It, it's something about this. We got to get out of here. Oh, yes. And we only have one chance. That's it. We got one chance. And, and flesh is fighting you tooth and nail. And you just have to make sense. No, you're not doing that. Now, I'm confessing right now, and I hope you all don't leave me out of church and give me another chance. I'm asking you before I say it. Um, I talk to myself, saints. And I tell 
Gary Burgess, he's not doing that. Do I want to? Flesh does. Paul said, that's in my flesh. Please understand the battle within. Yes, right, Bishop. There are some things, that we, and we know that. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? You, you know, we, we tell them the truth, and then someone is upset with you. Timothy, the second, 2 Timothy 3 and 12, what does it say? Now stop before we go any further. Isn't that something? I'm being persecuted, Elder Kimball, because suffer persecution because I, I live. I'm living for God. Yea, and all that will live godly, will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We go through enough, and the problem that basically from day one that I've experienced, the scripture said, where did you get those wounds? In the house of friends. I got the, and that's something, you go to your friends and you don't expect your friends to say certain things, to do certain things. A lot of times we uh, turn on each other and always, if, if, if you want to fight and struggle and fuss with people, somebody out there in society will get with you. But you don't have to come here and have to get an attitude. That's right, Bishop. I can you somebody out there, and we say in the world, as if we're not in the world. Well. But there's, there's somebody that will get with you. You got an attitude, somebody will adjust your attitude. And you'll find out you're not as bad and tough as you thought you were. You ought to hang around people that basically are under the influence of God. So even though we might walk a little shady sometimes, but we're under the influence of God. Somebody that will have mercy on you and won't just beat you down in the ground like you never the nail. And then we can get tough around. Get old oh, attitude. If you want to see some attitude, come to church. Now, they won't do that out there because they know somebody will adjust their attitude. We, we, we only get tough around here. Are we going to give somebody a piece of your mind? Don't do that, saints. You give somebody a piece, there's nothing for you left. <laughs> and they that will live godly shall. So, look, that's what I'm saying. We go through enough as it is. We should band together and love one another because I'm already going through enough. Amen? Amen. Let's finish reading that now. What's the rest of that? Those who try to live a godly life. This is a translation. Because they believe in Christ Jesus. Church. Persecution. We read about it in the book of Acts. The persecution of the church, the people of God, was persecuted. We go through some things. It takes a strong person to resist when you know you're right and people treat you like you're wrong. Right. People will lie to you. I've discovered something in walking with God. Y'all call them saints. I don't know what to call them, but saints shouldn't be lying like that. Sometimes you might say something that wasn't correct, but some people just lie. They, they live by lying. And then when you catch it, oh, I was just playing. No, you just lied. You lied again. You said, I was just playing. <laughs> I can only hear the conversation in hell right now. What you in there for? I was playing, and, and they, you know, I went to hell. But you just lied in hell. Man. Let me see the hands of those that talk to themselves. That many? Let me see the hands of those that do not talk to themselves. Not one hand. Something raised their hand on either one, so they stuck in somewhere. 
I confess, I do talk to myself. And I confess this. See, I'm going to get right. Tomorrow's not promised to me, so I not only talk to myself, I answer myself. And you all don't do that, do you? Yes, sir. Really? How about, let me see those who talk to himself and ask himself. Let me see. Do we tell ourselves the truth when we talk to ourselves? Y'all got quiet on that. We got another maybe, maybe a half an hour. Y'all already turned me off. Because, no, it's, it's getting deep in here. So let's turn now to Psalms 109. I want you to hear the struggles and the problems that we experience and what we go through. Let me see the hands of those that are not that bad. <laughs> you all know pastors and no, no, some of them don't raise your tongue. I'm not have you, anybody ever heard that? I'm not that bad. You're not that good. Yes, sir. When you talk about the suffering, though, I'm like, the world, I mean, the world is jacked up. And I'm like, I would rather go through my suffering, whatever the persecution may be, because the scriptures tell me I, I reckon the present sufferings of the present time are even worthy to be compared to what the Lord's going to reveal in us. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, are you really going to tell me I'd rather not go through I can go through suffering, I still got a hope, I still got peace, I still got the love of God, I still, even in the midst of my storms and my problems, I still can, can and anchor in Christ and just really still get some hope and some, some rest. I can really still have something, but the alternative is, is, is to go back out to the world and say, really? I mean, are you really saying that my option is to go back out there and suffer out there and then suffer once I leave here? Eternally. It doesn't even make, it's like, are you serious? Is that even worth writing? Well, Paul said like, you right, Brother Rodney. Paul said like this. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I've experienced that. People have become upset with me and won't speak and everything else and walk right past. I don't, they don't bother me. I'm, I'm too old to react. If you don't want to say nothing, then keep it to you. Is that between you and God? I don't say nothing. You just don't say nothing. I don't have time for foolishness. I'm not talking. The very person who's going to help you and have helped you. I'm not going to talk to you. That's fine. It's between you and God. That's why we're in the condition that we're in. God is planning to work a work in you and in this assembly. But if you're not obedient to God, God's not going to use you. Man. I'm telling you, God is, why would God use a disobedient person? You know, when you turn, turn did y'all turn to Psalm 109? Yeah. Read verse 1. We're going to read it until I tell you. You know, we, we're going to expound on it and everything because my time is running out. But the writer is saying to God, he's going through something, of course, and he's turned to God and he's asking God to help his cause, what he's going through. Nobody actually knows what you're going through. They might know what you're experiencing, but they don't know the effects on you. How long you suffered, how much pain, how much it is, whatever it is. 
and how long. But even the Bible says that. He says, how long, oh Lord? You know, I'm in this test. How long? How long am I going to be in this test? How long do I have to go through this? It depends on when you learn something. So when, when, you, when you see the scripture, he says, Oh, not thy peace, O God, of my praise. Now, what's wrong with that? Is anything wrong with verse 1? What do you see in that? I love how this church do that. Brother Kimberly has done it for years. Then they lose their hump or hunch their shoulders. All right, let's just take our time. Hold not thy peace. Who's he talking to? Of my praise. So God is holding his peace. I wonder why God is holding his peace. We'll keep on reading. Read, read down a little bit more. See, see, now see, that's the reason why he's asking God, because you go to verse 2, they jam it on him. So I want God to do something for me, but a lot of times we don't do nothing for God. Most people do not praise, bless, magnify, come to God until they get in trouble. A lot of times we're the cause for the trouble. Amen, preacher. And they that will live godly shall suffer persecution. Now he, he asked God, he says, Hold not thy peace. Oh God of my praise. Then he goes right into for the mouth of wait a minute. You, you, you said your praise. Where's your praise? He's not praising God nowhere. That's the way we are as human beings. We want God to help us but yet when we go through things he says for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me. For the wicked and the deceitful mouths are open against me. They, and so he's coming to God because he wants God to protect him and get him out of this situation. But he's walked away from verse 1. He's walked away from verse 1. It's all about him. And so many times when we, y'all call it praying, but you're begging God to, de to deliver you. When the scripture always says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. But the thing is, I just want God to help me. God want to do more than just help you. God want to change you. How can you keep on doing the same thing? Keep on bumping your heads, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, and don't have enough sense to stop. Let's finish reading. I want you. He actually is telling himself. He doesn't see it yet. We're going to read on down a little bit. We're going to read. So read the next verse. Just keep on until I tell you to stop. They what? And pay attention all the time. Me, me, me. It's always me. They can pass me. They do this. The wicked is against me. It's me, it's me, it's me. It's all about him. Most weak people are only concerned about what happens to them. They have no compassion for nobody else. Okay, let's go back right quick. Let's go to verse 1. I'm going to show you something. Let's go back to 1. Hold not thy peace, O God, watch this, of my, of my praise. Is that, is that what he said? Hold not thy peace. Wonder why God's not saying something. God see what he's going through. How come God is silent? Ma'am? You 
we suffer persecution? Yeah, but, but that's why God, God haven't really, God haven't helped him yet. He's got to get in a place, and all of us have to be in a place. How many have gone through a test and you're tired of the test? And you really, really, and you want to get out of that test, don't you? Watch this. You have to change. God's not going to change. You, you have to do what you Please, God, for God to get you out of your test. If you stay the same, all of us that cook, I'm sorry, all of you already cook. <laughs> Courtney? Sorry. You know, you, you stay there until it's what you want, what's desirable. You know, if you take it out too soon, it's not cooked thoroughly. And then they have a thermometer to stick it down in your meat or whatever, and it will tell you what the temperature is, and you want from the outside. You know, it's cooked, but on the inside it's red or raw, or whatever. So the thermometer, when you stick it down in there, it lets you know if it's cooked all the way through. That's why we stay in certain tests, because God wanted to do whatever through and through. We go through things. He'll forget about you. Just like the newer ovens, they have windows in there. And you can look in there, and they have timers. Now, I don't know how you blow that. You know, if they tell you, you know, 35 minutes and all, maybe <laughs> you tell them yourself. You know, you look in there and all, and you put your, you know, you know set for a set time, and you got your timer and all this and the other. And we still burn the house down. Come on, you a cook. All right. Hold not thy peace. So if you examine this, I mean, it's, 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 but what you got your head on? thinking of, why would he even say hold not that peace? That's, That's exactly what I was getting to. He already you know what? Because God ain't said nothing. In your situation, when you don't hear from God, there's a reason why you don't hear from God. He's asking God, hold not that peace, but watch this. Get yourself together. I'll say something. I'll do something. But as long as you stay the way you are, I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to hold my peace. That's what he's actually saying. Hold not. He's telling God, now, Lord, you need to say something. I'm not going to say nothing until you get it together. So many times we can prolong our own suffering because we're stubborn. Yes. And that's a scripture. Don't help me out. Yeah. Stubbornness is as, uh, stubbornness is as, huh? Oh, help us all. Help me, Jesus. That's word. Ooh, I, I love it. You all know your word. I, I just started and you all finished. That's still true. So you all are practicing witchcraft. I know you're what? See, we don't like to hear stuff like that. Let me see y'all about 20 minutes to put up with me. And don't let me get anointed probably another hour. Let me see the hands of those. No, don't do that. Those are not me. Hold not. That, that, that's everything. Why is God holding his peace? Watch this. Watch this. This is the mentality of most of us. Oh my God, he's my God. But well, why is your God holding his peace? Now the truth will come out of it. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. I, Lord, I praise you. You should be holding your peace. God's not a fool and God's not stupid. You're not doing right. You're coming short. You fell into certain areas. And then we wonder, I didn't do anything. I ain't doing anything. You lie. Yes, sir. I'm going to say sometimes you, 
mean, you can be in situations where you feel like you're just innocent in the situation, and maybe the test is designed to build something, something in you. I, I know for me personally, some things that, you know, I felt like God stayed silent on for a long time, and I don't know if it was always because I had sin in my life, but more so that, you know, the Lord was trying to build some character in me, build faith in me, build something in me, and he stayed quiet because the test had to work something out in me. That makes but there was nothing in you to work out of it. Well, I mean, what I mean by that is to, you know, sometimes it could be to, to work sin out of you or to work, just build your character up or to build faith up in you or to, you know. That's true, but God doesn't make mistakes. Usually it's, if there's a problem, it's in us. And most, most of us, we know when we're wrong. We know when we're wrong. What, what, what are you told for? I don't know. You're lying. You already know I, I've done something. First of all, God would be unjust. True. Why would God send you through something and there's no reason to send you through that? God doesn't do things like that. We want to make God like people. People do you like that, but God doesn't do us like that. Sister Christine? Yes. yes. I, I have a, just a genuine question, just being honest, just based on what he said. You know, aren't there sometimes when it can be to build? you know, something in you, mm -hmm. like, you know, or I think about Job, like Job, and you know, what he I went through, that. and you know, things like that, like he wasn't, it says he was perfect for his generation, so, you know, God was building something, you know, we saw later, you know, what God needed to change in him and build, but he wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong at that moment. That's true, and he was doing what was right, but God wanted, just like uh, my good friend, that this man right here, he knows about pruning things and cutting back and all those type of things, Deacon Jones. Why do you prune a tree? And so some that time God prune us and cut us back on and, and that doesn't feel good. But, 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 you know, God knows what he wants, and he knows what brings more fruit. It bears fruit. And so the thing, we go through things, and we say we trust God until God starts pruning on us. I don't know, Lord, I don't I ain't done nothing. Why do you go, I don't know. You know, the tree that is pruned, and it's flourishing, and it's blooming, and it's blossoming, and all this, it's, it's because God wants us to bring forth more fruit. All right. Amen? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see your hand. Yes? One thing that I have realized when walking with God is one thing that I know that God knows me even so much better than I know myself. All right. And there are certain things that I might not even be aware of that God is working in me maybe for a future issue that I might have 10, 15, 20 years down the road. I don't know. But I think we feel like because I don't see it today, well, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. But our our sight is so Did you what you say is short. Did we say that. I think that's what you said. You said, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. No, no. No, I'm saying I don't sometimes I don't understand what God is doing. Oh yeah. In in but I have but one thing that I know is that He knows me more. He knows my every day. He doesn't mean it's a written, I'm a written book that's already, I have a beginning, I have an end, and every day is a page. We just live one page at a time. But we don't understand 
what leads, what this might lead to that, which will lead to that, which will lead to that. God has all that. But you know where our trouble is, Deacon? We don't trust God. We sing us a whole hour of Jesus, you're right. Until, like you just said, God started pulling on us and cutting back and all this and the other. And to bring forth more fruit. And we murmur because we don't trust God. But when God finished with us, if you know, and we just sit there and take it, God doesn't make mistakes. Watch this, that's why the scripture says, God will be done. The reason why we say that, we first because we think we're all right. I don't need all of that. See, if I ask a question, but I'm not, because this is an intelligent congregation. I said, well, let me see all the hands of all the people that's doing everything right and perfect and all this, and I have been struggling problems. But I, I won't do that because I know you all going to have me just standing up here. It'd be a wasted question. So we won't do that. Isn't that a good thing? I love how you all do that. You get quiet and smile. But it's good when you can think, and God is a mirror. The Word of God is a mirror. And we can see through the Word of God where we are not. Who have their hand up? Somebody, was it you? Oh, right here. Yeah, I was going to say on the part where they said um, when God holds his peace, I know for me personally, there was a time where I couldn't feel the Lord. And it was like he wasn't responding. And what it did for me is it terrified me. So like you would say, seek after the Lord. You know, if nothing else, it taught me to seek after him. And to know that even though he's not speaking or he's not responding, Father, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. So I think holding his peace, hope or not saying anything for me was definitely kind of Oh my good. Sister Judy? I was thinking in my situation, maybe God holds his peace because you're so busy murmuring and complaining about your situation. And I have found out when I shut up and let God do what he does, then I get my deliverance. Well, see, somebody says, you had one percent that's good, and everybody else is rolling their eyes at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Bishop Tyson, the first one to say this, that I heard, the scripture says you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you mad. Make you mad. <laughs> and the scripture didn't say that. You should know the truth, you should say decree. But I remember the first time he says, you should know the truth, and the truth should make you And that's right. Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? A lot of times people can get upset with you because you told them the truth. Then what is church about? What is salvation about? People don't want to, those who are supposed to embrace truth, don't want truth. Because you know why we like that? We don't feel like we're that bad. We're not that bad. Tell me, tell me, you know, that, that I'm good and I'm all right. Hold not thy peace, O God, of my praise. Next verse. Uh-oh. For the mouth of the, watch this, of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful. So there are some people that are wicked and there are some people that are deceitful are open against somebody. No, it's me. They have what spoken against me with 
There's three things going on with a lying tongue. So let me, Sister Sean, read the translation. Verse 2. While the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. And you haven't done nothing. If you haven't made up in your mind, Sister Pittman, that you're going to walk with God, you're not going to make it. Don't expect people to pat you on your back. And there's some people that's always going to correct you. Because they're not that bad. I'm not that bad. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm not that bad? Nobody ever heard that? I've heard that before. Oh, okay, two of us did. I've heard people say, I'm not that bad. You're not telling me you're not that good. There's a, there's a problem that the scripture is telling us. Verse 3, let's find out all the problems. I'm going to try to read and get as much as I can before I run out of time. They what? Compass me about also. Now, now, how can you get along with somebody that compass you all about the work and people? Watch out. A lot of times, church people, you all call yourself saints. You string up a person, you form a coalition, you go against a person. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Isn't that something? The man's going and having problems, and I'm telling you the truth, but you persecute me like I'm your enemy. That's what happens to a saint when they're living and walking upright before God. Now, we don't like to hear messages like that, but this is very strong, but edifying. I'm walking with God. They that will look godly shall suffer persecution. But you have to keep on living God and make up in your mind, I'm going to walk with God. They compass me about also with words, not word, of hatred, and what else? Fought against me without cause. No, there's no cause for this. But you're going through it. And this is this the things that we're reading a cause a person to walk away from God. You know, I don't I don't do I'm striving. But I'm grateful that I have a desire to walk with God. Thank God for you. You ought to applaud the Lord, I thank you. You may not do everything, right, but I'm certainly not doing the things I used to do. Amen. The Bible, there's a, there's a strong word we don't hardly hear about today. He that over something. So there's things to overcome. He said, he that overcome. And so somebody wasn't overcoming, but now they overcome. They used to you know, conquer them, now they conquered it. Next verse, read. Thing and for he said his love, they are his adversary. Is that, is that verse 4? Verse 4. Verse 4. This one says it like this In return of my love, they accuse me even as I make prayer for them. I'm praying for you. I'm concerned about you. I'm doing things for you. And you turn around accusing me. Y'all never experienced that then. I have. You do things for people, they turn around and gun you down. And you helping them. They repay my love with what enmity for my part I pray for them. I'm praying for them, but they're praying on me 
P-R-E-Y to the P-R-A-Y. In return for my friendship, they denounced me. Though all I had, even though I have done, for praying for them. I'm praying for them, and this is the result. This is what I get back from them. Verse 5 says, And they have rewarded me evil for good, and hated for my love. I don't know if you all have experienced it. Anybody ever experienced that? Nobody? I have. People, and people know when they're wrong. Some people just evil and cruel and mean. They have the audacity to think they're going to heaven. Why would you go to heaven and bring all that hell in heaven? I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. People today, God, just, and, and, and don't tell me about me. Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm not lying to you. Do you realize people don't want truth? For some reason, I just don't know why y'all so quiet. I'm, I'm almost through. I'm almost through. But if you keep on acting like this, I'm going to take an additional 15 or 20 minutes. I need <laughs> y'all better start sensing. No, that's too busy. Let's read the next verse. Verse what? Set thou a wicked man over him and let Somebody is not acting like a saint of God. Listen to this prayer. But this is Old Testament now. So somebody's not asking for mercy and all, you know, Lord, don't lead us to their cause. Uh-uh. Somebody has got an attitude. Read that again. Y'all don't know about this. Set, set, what type of man? Over him and what? Let? Ooh, somebody's upset. Next verse. Somebody, now, now, now watch this. This is somebody that think that they're right, but they're certainly praying wrong. Amen, Bishop. And the beautiful thing about this, that's Old Testament and New Testament. You never hear that from us, but we have the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? You see the hands of those have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, well. <laughs> I agree with Jamie. Show more child. I agree with you. Oh, Lord, we are saved. God, no, we are saved. Very pious. We can do no wrong. But don't point out everybody else is wrong. But when we come to you, uh-uh, no, no. That was so-and-so. The song we used to sing, It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me. Saints know that, you know, they, they, they saw a signal on that, all right? But that's true. Most of the time, it's us. I'm so tempted, but I won't. we don't have enough time. I would just ask you all some questions, but you all wouldn't answer them because we take up for ourselves. Let's go to verse 8.
somebody's angry. Somebody got to him. Finish reading. I want y'all to see how long he's raving before he get to a reprieve. Just, just, just stay with this. I read this and I thought that's human nature. This is this is human nature. Even verse one, he starts off wrong. And if we're not careful, that's us. We never. Why is it that we never see ourselves? Looking at everybody else. Thank you for your honesty. They came all the way from the back seat, back row. Everybody else, oh, I ain't that bad, you know. Everybody else is bad. No, you you are bad, and you're wrong. If you're going to be right, the scripture tells us to do something. A small word, but very, very, very powerful. And what is that? Repent. You know, to bring yourself under subjection, and that's something. Have I become your enemy because I tell you I'm telling you the truth? Why would you come and listen to a liar? When you're wrong, you're just wrong. This thing's going to happen so fast. I don't know what it means. Actually, I read it. What in the world is a moment and a twinkling of an eye? That means you got you can't be getting ready. You got to be what ready in a moment and a twinkling of an eye before you can bat your eye. He's coming, gone. Praise the Lord. Let his children be, uh-oh, that, that means you're going to kick the bucket. Father, that means you're dead. Let his children be fathers and his wife a widow. So he's talking about he wants you to die. Some of the things we pray and we think and God hear them, but that's not, whoever this person is, perhaps God wants to give them the Holy Ghost to save them or turn their life. But we don't, when we get in our rage, he's upset. All you can see is how he is upset. And most of the time I've learned in pastoring, don't mess with people when they're upset. Let them cool down a little bit. Sometimes people will call and say, uh, did you get my message? I said, uh, yes. <laughs> Why did you call back? I said, well, I just thought you needed a little cool down time. That's right. Because you don't want to speak my mind. Amen. Well, you should. I said, I said, all right. I said, now I'm trying to be nice to you. I said, because I'll come over and do something to you. <laughs> Pastor, you wouldn't do that. So I'm breaking that ice. I said, oh, try me. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> There's another side of this man. Next verse. Looks like you said that, that, that. In other words, look at the prayer. There's no mercy in here at all. You all have missed it. There is absolutely no mercy, no salvation at all. It's all vengeance. And the Bible said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'll get him. Sometimes you get tired of waiting. I mean, real talk, in Revelation, they, they in heaven. Lord, how, how long are you going to wait before you judge, you know, those that have shed blood? But you know, I'm glad you brought this scripture. Here's the thing that I look at and the way I look at it is this. What if you was on the wrong side of God? And then, to be on the right side of God, you say, well, Lord, how long? Because you want God to go ahead and judge. Okay. I'm not shit. I'm so grateful and thankful God held my judgment on me. I haven't always right. I haven't always done the right thing. I haven't always felt the presence of the Lord. So I thank God for his patience. You know why? He says, not my will that any should perish. That's right. So the Bible says he's long suffering. He's suffering, but he didn't held back. 
because Gary Burke didn't have an ounce of the Holy Ghost. His wasn't washed away. I'm not I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I had a good day today, a very good day. I mean, I have good days every day, but today it, it was just God moved in my spirit. And I said to listen, I wrote it down. It, it's, uh, I got in touch with Brother Jeremy. Um, I told him to order this song for us. Um, very nice song. So I got in touch with him, and um, just as soon as he get it, we're going to learn this song, we're going to sing this song, and all of us can identify with this song. And don't be asking him, Brother Jeremy, don't you tell him. Brother Jeremy, no, don't do it. I just want to know, he, he said, Pastor, so don't tell you. All right? And tell him, so go ask Pastor. Let his children be what? Give me a translation. Vagabonds and beg. Ooh, I mean, he's not only... He's not only hard on the man, but even the children. Children in trouble. And let them seek their bread also out of their what? My Lord, he, he's upset. Not only with whoever, but even the children. Would you read that right quick? May his children wander as beggars and be driven from their ruined homes. Did whoever, the, the psalmist, he's upset and he wants people to suffer. The Bible says, vengeance of mine, says the Lord. There are times when I have to deal with things, I have to talk to Gary Bird and say, God said, leave it alone. He said, I, I will repay. Leave it I I mean to talk to himself. Let me see. You <laughs> Now I'm going to so bad to ask. I'm not going to do it. What do you say when you talk to yourself? What do you say? I don't want to know. Next verse. Now this is the nature of the characteristics of us, what we're reading. Let us read. Let the Do do y'all understand what you just read? Sister Shana read. May creditors seize his entire estate. Oh Lord, wait. I didn't uh -uh. Oh. <laughs> Let us praise the saints we intro. That his creditor owes. May his creditor seize his entire estate, and strangers take all he has earned. Ah, <laughs> I think we better thank God, Lord. I thank you. Just do right. Just do right. Amen. And listen, notice we haven't got to him yet. I mean, this is him, but I thank God for the change. Ah, God, am I not? The change is to my whole not a time. But if we didn't talk to you all, I'll say all the time. Next verse, read. Let there Boy, he didn't tell me, don't let nobody show him no mercy unto him. Neither let father this children. Feel sorry for the children. Don't let nobody favor them. They're in trouble. He, now, this, this, this individual, he's, he's upset. Next verse. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord, I will repay. You don't see this in here at all. And let their name be what? He, he don't want them to have a chance. Next verse, read. Let the iniquity of his father be And now, 
We call today playing a dozen. You know, today people say your mama. I don't know why it's always your mama. Hardly ever people say your daddy. No, your mama. Then those are fighting words. So what he's actually saying all the way to to the to the you know, and let his mother be what blotted out. Let the iniquities of the father be remembered without you know the Lord, and let none that sin of his mother be blotted out. Next verse. Somebody's upset. Somebody's offended. And let them that before the Lord continually that he may cut off. Sister Shana, read that translation for us right quick. May the Lord always remember these sins and may, may his name disappear from human memory. So what he's actually saying, he's, he's trying to dictate to God I don't want you to forget his sins or show no mercy, no kindness. That lets you know the spirit of people. Everybody's not for you. You ought to thank God for someone who's going to tell you the truth. Because there's some people who hate you enough to hate you all the way to hell. And still won't show you no mercy. Y'all can stop shouting now. Next verse. Because there is a change. And we go through these things. Hopefully not these things, but there is a change. Tell somebody next to you, say, there is a change. Tell us the change is coming. coming. Tell them change is here. Change. Next verse, read. Because that's a very, very good verse right there. Remember that. But I run out of time. Let's keep, let's keep reading. I want to get to a certain place. Seventeen. Let's read. He delighteth not in blessings, but he accepts curses. That's why he wants to get it. That's what? That's why he wants to get it, because it's like, you done dished this out, and we watch you do all this stuff, and, you know, it would be a shame for it. The Lord show you mercy, but you ain't been merciful to nobody else. <laughs> like I said, this is his, I can, I understand. I'm not saying it's right. I just can understand why he is saying You pick it up so good, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you come down on Brother David. I'm just saying that, like, you know, that, that's, I can understand what he's going through. He saw somebody doing wrong, do others wrong, and you just hope that, you know. That's amazing to me. You exaggerate because people that do wrong don't ever want no one to correct them. They always correcting everybody else. Right. They don't show no mercy to nobody else. They won't mercy. Well, yeah, exactly right. right. Show me mercy. You didn't show nobody else mercy. You didn't forgive nobody. So I'm like, I can't be wrong. I can't be mad at David. You know, I'm like, I feel you. You can be mad at who? I can't be mad at David. I mean, I, I feel his, the sentiments of his heart, even though, I mean, Well, look at the dispensation mercy. of David. And that, that's very important. Amen. Now, see, when you think about where we are, David didn't have the Holy Ghost as we have the Holy Ghost and power of God. Right. But he still had the Word of God, the living Word of God. But you're right. You're exactly right. I'm almost through. I'm going to let you go. Uh, and he lived, and he what? Read. As he closed the cell, the person like the heart of the Next verse. Let it be unto him as his heart was covered. Read, I'm almost through. Come on, we're doing good. 
and be a, you be a blessing to them. And then they're going to turn around and stab you in the back. Let my adversaries be what? And let All right, how many verses in there? Are we almost through two more? Read. And oh, after all of that, he finally comes back. Because he, and that, that's true. Because folk can cause us to get upset and say things and do things we shouldn't do. But he says something very good. He says, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes. I will praise him among the multitude. Next verse. Is this the last verse? Yes. Thank you. Sister, you had your hand up. Sister Joy. And working things in you.